0: our kids are uh, dismissing for children's church, you have your Bibles, Uh, turn to Matthew chapter 5. We're going to start with our base text of uh, John chapter 11, verse 10 on this series that we've entitled, Stumbling in a Darkened World. Now, Today today we want to talk to you about letting our light shine, and when we do, what it will cause is glory given to God. In other words, when we as God's people allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine through our lives like we are commanded to do, then people will glorify our God which is in heaven. Now our base text in John 11, chapter, uh, uh, chapter 11, verse 10 says, But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no night within him. Now last week we looked at the responsibility of the children of the light within this darkened world. And when that in that study there, we saw that we are commanded by Jesus to do one simple thing once we accept him as our Lord and Savior, and that is to be a light to a darkened world. We are to expose sin. We are to expose evil that is about us. Our world, folks, is stumbling in darkness, and as people are stumbling, they're stumbling straight into the pit's of hell, and and, and you know I'm I'm afraid that many of the children of light, which are supposed to be lighting that path, so these people don't spend an eternity in hell, are simply uh, stumbling in darkness themselves because they're not committed to God, they're not sold out to Jesus Christ, they're trying to blend in with the world. I call them chameleon Christians, and what a chameleon Christian is is just like that little lizard. Whatever they're on is the color they turn. And I'm afraid we have too many people within too many churches who are going to just blend in with the world so they do not stand out. But folks, our command by Jesus Christ is to let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works. And they are, as a result of that, they're going to glorify our Father which is in heaven. Now, in our scripture text here, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 14 Let's pick up here and just see how allowing our light to shine forth is going to bring glory to God. Jesus says in verse 15, Matthew five, "You, speaking about Christians, you who know Jesus Christ is your personal savior, you who have committed your life to Christ." He says this: "You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill, it cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a candlestick. What's the purpose of putting it on a candlestick? He says to give light to all that are in the house or all that are in the world. Let your light so shine before men that they will first of all see your good works, and as a result of seeing your good works, they will glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, don't miss what Jesus is saying here, folks. As children of the light, Jesus is the light, we are accountable to God. Please understand that. When we stand before Jesus Christ at that, uh, at that seat judgment of Christ, one thing he is going to run through that fire is if we were a light to the darkened world about us. And I'm afraid that too many people's works are going to be burned up at that point. Because I'm afraid that too many, and I've I've said this before, I'm going to say it again, and I'll probably say it a number of more times. Folks, the people in our churches today are not being the light that we're commanded to be. We're blending in with the world. You can't tell a lost person from a saved person anymore. You know, in very few cases you can. I'm not saying all, but for the most part, folks, you cannot see the difference. Look, verse 14 says, that we are the light of the world, and as such, our light should shine forth just like that uh, light that is up on a hill. In other words, it's impossible for light to be placed high on a hill and people not see it. It's impossible. <coughs> Excuse me. And in fact, in lifescience.com, it says this, if you were standing atop of a mountain, okay, you could perceive bright lights hundreds of miles away. Now, on a dark night, that same study went on to say, on a dark night, you could even see a candle flickering some 30 miles away. Now, think about that. 30 miles away, you could see a candle flickering. Folks, that, you know... (laughs) That, that is what Jesus is talking about. Maybe this is what he was referring to when he says a city that is set on a hill can't be hid. It can't be hid. You know, as children of the light, we must make sure our light shines for the entire world to see. And in verse 16, Jesus tells us why it's a must for us to do this, you know, before the glory of God. In other words, what's he say? Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works, and as a result of watching your lifestyle, as a result of watching the way you live, as a result of seeing the good that you do to others, they're going to glorify God. Now, I I want you to just ask yourself a question. Do the people that you are around the most, do they look at your life and say, I want? to glorify God just because of what I see in that person? Or do they say, I want no part of that because they're no better than I am. They're involved in the same things I'm involved in. So what makes them better? Think about that. That's just a thought. You know, one of the greatest things that God has entrusted to us, folks, now get this, one of the greatest things that he has entrusted us is the light of Christ. When you're saved, You've got the light of Christ within you. You've got the Holy Spirit within you. God has entrusted you with that Holy Spirit. What are you doing with it? Are you putting it under a bushel so, it, so you don't stand out? Or are you holding it up high because you're proud of the fact that God has entrusted you with His Holy Spirit with that light and you're letting it shine? Look. We should live our lives so that God will receive glory. Now, let's jump off into this idea, okay? Let's jump off into this idea of letting our light shine in order to bring glory to God. First of all, to bring glory to God, you know, is to personally acknowledge God and His true character. That's where it starts, acknowledging God and who He truly is. You know, far too uh, too few people today view God as, for who He truly is because people of God who are supposed to be letting His light shine in order to reflect the glory of God to others are failing to do so. Therefore, our world has a distorted view of who God truly is. Let me say that again. Because of the life that many, quote, Christians are living, People are watching us. And rather than seeing God for who He truly is, they've got a distorted view of God. Look, folks, we're we're the only things on this earth that people can get a view of God. And again, I think we need to ask ourselves, am I giving them a clear view of who God truly is by the life I'm living, or am I giving them a distorted view of who God truly is. Far too many who identify as children of light want to blend in with the world rather than standing out and letting their light shine. Look, to glorify something is to be in awe of it. That's what it means to glorify something, to be in awe of it. And the sad truth is, there, there are more people today who thumb their noses in the face of God rather than being at all with God. Because those who are responsible for reflecting His light are not doing so. I mean, let's just face it. The church of Jesus Christ in the United States of America is failing as a whole to shine the light of Jesus Christ, to shine the light of God upon this dark and evil nation we're living don't sit back and ask yourself, why, you know, why does our government pass laws to kill 4,000 babies a day? You know, why does our government you know, uh, pass laws that say it's okay for people of the same sex to marry one another? Why does the government pass laws that violate the written word of God? You want me to tell you why? The reason is the church is not being the light. Therefore, people have a distorted view of who the true God is. I mean, let's just get down to the nitty-gritty. It's our fault that our nation is in the shape that it's in today because we are not letting our light so shine before men that they're going to glorify God. They're going to be in awe of God. We're living in a wicked nation because of the church of Jesus Christ is not shining our light upon the evil of this world you see it really upsets jesus i believe when we don't allow our light to shine look it really upset jesus the day he went into the temple and witnessed the people thumbing their noses in the face of god as they were making a mockery of the house of god you remember that in fact in fact it upset Jesus to the point that he overturned tables and he took a whip after them. You say, well, why did he do that? Because they were thumbing their nose in the face of God and making a mockery out of the house of God. Folks, we're living in a nation that has thumbed its nose at the face of God. And rather than the people of light doing something about it, we have sit back and said nothing. Oh, we can pray about it. You know, pray about it. Did Jesus, when he seen them making a mockery of the house of God, go out there and pray about it? No, he done something about it. he done something about it. Folks, listen. It should upset the true children of God, the true children of the light, when the world thumbs their nose in the face of almighty God and they make a mockery of him but I'm afraid it doesn't upset us. That's just the way it is, Pastor. You know, Jesus is coming back. He's going to take us out of this world. Yeah, but he said while we're in this world, we have to be the light of the world. I'll agree. He's going to take us out of this old wicked world once, but what are we going to do while we're here? What are we going to do while we're here? Look, if the children of light were reflecting the light of Christ as he commands the world would have no other choice but give God the glory due to Him. Look, the question that comes to mind is, if God has all the glory, then how do we and others give Him glory? First of all, we glorify God in various ways. First thing is this, in the Old Testament, the word glory Uh, you know, as related to God, bears with it the idea of greatness and splendor. Greatness and splendor. Look, if we expect the world to experience the glory of God, we as the children of God, we as the children of light, must ourselves give glory to God, and we do that in many ways. You see, in the Old Testament, the people would give glory to God in in a number of ways, but two major ways they did is by bringing an offering and coming before God. But far too many in our world today, what do they want to do? They want to rob God, give their money to the pleasures of this world, rather than their tithe to the storehouse. Is that giving God glory? No. Also, they gave glory to God in the Old Testament with their worship and in, in, in the splendor of His holiness. Yet today, many think, <laughs> it, 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 this just amazes me. I believe Brother Danny is going to agree with me on this. Many today think in order to worship God, it takes flashing lights and a smoke-filled uh, sanctuary to worship Him. Is that, would that be a true statement, Brother Danny? Well, you can't worship God, really, if you don't have the flashing lights and the smoke coming up in the sanctuary. Look, I do not believe God is impressed with what many view as worship today. I don't believe it impresses God whatsoever. In fact, in fact, personally, I believe what some call worship today is actually an offense to God and not acceptable by Him. Look, in the New Testament, the word translated glory means dignity uh, dignity or honor or praise and worship. You know, putting the two together, we find that glorifying God simply means that we acknowledge His greatness and give Him honor by praising and worshiping Him, primarily because He and He alone deserves to be praised, honored, and worshipped. Look, God's glory, you know, is the essence of, of His nature. And we give glory to Him by recognizing that nature, that essence. Look, we must, we must understand that nothing or no one should receive our glory that is due to God and God alone. Now, the next thing here is this, glorifying God begins with the green, with everything he says, especially about himself. God declares this in Isaiah 42, 5, I am the Lord God. I created the heavens like like an open tent above. I made the earth and everything that grows in it. I am the source of life for all who live on this earth. So listen to what I say, God says listen to what i say look you know it's easy for us to give glory to god when when we begin to see him for who and what he is it's easy for us to give glory to god when we begin to see his holiness and and how perfect he is and how true he is it's easy for us to give god glory when we understand that the bible this book right here these whole 66 books you know, is God's Word, and it's His Word to you and I. And we need to know it, and we need to understand it. And when we do, we're more able to glorify God. Now, another thing here is glorifying God involves our submitting to Him and obeying the commands contained in this Word. Let me say that again. By submitting to Him and then obeying which is obedience to the things in God's word. Look, the psalmist had this to say in Psalm 103. He said, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And his righteousness unto children's children. Now look at verse 18. To such as keep his covenant, and those that remember His commands and do them. Folks, you glorify God. I glorify God. When we know His commandments, we keep His commandments, and we're obedient to those commandments. That's bringing glory to God. But when we're trying to live our life to blend in with the world so we don't stand out, we're not bringing glory to God. We're bringing shame upon God and we're giving the world a distorted view about who and what our God really is. In fact, Jesus reiterated that idea that glorifying and loving God are one and the same as he said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Look, we glorify God another way by sharing his attributes and his deeds with others. You know, in Stephen's final sermon, before he was killed for his faith. He retold the story of God's dealings with Israel from the time that Abraham left his country in obedience to God's command all the way to the coming of Christ, the righteous one, whom Israel betrayed, he said, and whom Israel murdered, he said. Look, what that tells us is this. When we tell of God's work in our life, How he saved us from our sin. Let's think about this. And, And the marvelous works that he has done in our hearts and in our minds. We glorify him to others. In other words, when you share your testimony with someone, you're bringing glory to God. When you tell others about all that God has done in your life when you was going through this trial and this trial, God took me by the hand and God led me to that. you're bringing glory to God. Never be ashamed to share your faith with others. Never be ashamed to share what God has done in your life with others because that brings glory to God. It causes others to step back and say, maybe there is something to this God. Maybe there is something to this God. Look, to glorify God is to lift up his attributes, lift up his holiness, his faithfulness, his mercy, his grace, his love, his majesty, his sovereignty, and his power, just to name a few, as we share them with others and speak of his salvation. Now, the second thing here is our glorifying God should be a public display. (laughs) Okay? Look, I... There's a term that I've heard many times, and I've I've even had a couple of people tell me this. Well, I'm a secret agent, Christian. (laughs) I want to say to them, you ain't even a Christian. Folks, listen, our glorified God should be a public display. Jesus said that we are to let our light shine so others would see our good works and as a result of seeing our good works that they too would be encouraged to worship and glorify god therefore our glorifying god must be a public thing you know sometimes i wonder why we don't see people at our altars like we used to why we don't see people praying for their lost friends their lost family why we don't see tear-stained altars anymore. And sometimes I wonder why that is. And you know what? When we don't see tear-stained altars, we don't see people saved. And when we don't see people saved, we get dust in our baptistries. And I often wonder, why is this? Can Can I just give you my opinion? Let's see, there are, what, two trash cans out in the foyer in there. tie. Okay, if you don't like my opinion, pick a trash can and throw it in on your way out. But I believe the reason for that is because God's people, it's going to be tough, seem to have gotten to where they're ashamed to publicly worship the Lord. Let me say that again. To publicly worship worship the lord they're ashamed to come down the altar <laughs> Oh, go gone if i if i go down to that altar wow brother gerald's gonna think well he done something real bad this week folks when was the last time you was not ashamed to publicly worship our god and if the holy spirit drew you to this altar don't come for a show But I will assure you there's been times that the Holy Spirit has drawn people to the altar. And for whatever reason, they were not obedient to do so. You see, when others see you being obedient, then others follow suit. However, that goes the other way. When others see you disobedient, then it's okay to be disobedient. That's just a thought. We won't pass the plate here in a minute twice just for that information, okay? But glorifying God, you know, that's what it's all about. Look, our light is to shine, not be hidden, not to be obscured. Look, many within our churches, they're ashamed or they're afraid, as I said, to let their worship of God be a public thing. But folks, that's what worship and glorifying God should be. Because if it's not a public thing, how will others witness it and be affected by it if we only uh, worship and give God glory in the secret? Look, let it be done so men will see it. Look, never be ashamed to go worship God whenever and where, uh, wherever he may lead. Next thing here is our worship should be seen in our good works. Now, we don't work for salvation. We work, Because of salvation. And our worship of God should be seen in the good works that we do. Look, our good works should never be for the purpose of self-glorification. However, our works should be seen by others in order for them to see Christ through us. Why do we do what we do? Now, I, I threw this slide up here today. There was a time that we had someone involved in each one of these ministries. And when we did, the church grew. Okay? Of Outreach weekend, the second Saturday of each month. Second Saturday of each month, which was yesterday. Look, we we, we we done away with the Houston ministry that we'd been doing for some 17 years because there were so many... You know, ministries down there now. And we're trying to get one established for the homeless here in Lufkin, which is a tough job because they're so spread out. We need people involved in that ministry. Also, we need people involved in flyer distribution. We got trifolds out there, you know. and, and, And we need people who on the second Saturday of each, what Saturday is it? okay second saturday of each month just seeing if you listen who would take one hour out of your saturday and just go to some of these neighborhoods and just pass out a, a trifold flower and say we want to welcome you and invite you to fairview baptist church that's all you got to do you know we need people who would say all right on the which saturday okay second i'll remember that here in a moment The second Saturday of each month, we need people who's going to say, well, you know what, I'm going to go visit two shut-ins this Saturday. I'm talking about those who are in their homes that are shut-in, which we have a number of. We need people who would, uh, you know, go door-to-door and evangelize. One hour of your Saturday. Then we need those who would go to the nursing homes. For those in the nursing homes, one hour. Out of your Saturday, which, which Saturday is it? Second Saturday. Maybe I should have put that up there, huh? I wouldn't have forgot it. Folks, listen. What are all these things? These are all good works that people can see. And as a result of seeing these things in your life, what will they do? Glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So it gets down to this do you want people glorifying your father which is in heaven because of the lifestyle that they see you living or not that's the bottom line that's the bottom line and if you're one of them that say well let me pray about it pastor which i all know what i think about that when i hear people say let me pray about it nothing wrong with prayer but you know what these are things that we're already mandated to do you know, there's just some things you don't pray about. You just get up off your Baptist stool and do nothing and do. Okay? And these are five, five things there that all we got to do is get up off our Baptist stool or do nothing and do for the purpose of not self-glorification, you know, rather that people will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. I could stay there for a while, but let's move on. The end result of all that we do should be to light a path for Christ for others. And that's the purpose of all these ministries we just talked about, okay? The good works we do are not done to reflect back on ourselves, rather to reflect the pathway to the Father so they too will experience His saving grace and they too will honor and glorify Him next thing here is this. It is the heart of Christian character to shine and become visible. That's the heart of the Christian character. Look, there is a type of, and I, I always cringe when I use the word Christian, because to be a Christian doesn't mean to be saved. To mean, be a Christian means to be Christ-like, little christ so i always kind of cringe when i use that word christian because i think we use it wrong sometimes okay but here's my point this type of quote christian among some which burn high or low according to the company they're in you see we got a lot of people in a lot of churches that they're either burning bright or they're burning low their candle we're talking about their light based upon the company that they're in. In other words, if they're around the people from the church, boy, I feel comfortable allowing my light to shine bright because I'm with my people of my church. But you know what? If they're with, in the company of their lost friends, they tend to cover up that light with a basket. So not to offend their friends by shining their light on their evil. Let me say this. We won't charge you extra on your tithe this morning for this thought either. The fact that it can be artificially influenced, and I'm talking about your Christianity. I'm talking about your lifestyle. The fact that it can be artificially influenced is showing that it's not a genuine Christianity. Let me say that again. The fact that your life, your life, can be artificially influenced is showing that you might be a believer, but you're not a Christian. Because as a Christian, we're to allow, uh, let our light shine. You know what it actually is? Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is what it actually is. Look, if you're a Christian, you have a spirit within you that should learn, yearn to give God glory. I mean, because that's the Holy Spirit, and he wants to give God the glory. You know, our witnessing, our glorifying, uh, and the working of Christ, it's not an option. You know, a good tree, Jesus said, will show good fruit, you know, and not continually produce bad fruit. Now, the last thing here is this. Jesus continually made himself available and visible. Others. Turn with me to Matthew 15. Flip over to Matthew 15. I want you to see Jesus' life here. And I want you to see that he continually made himself available to who? To God. And visible to others. Folks, that's the key to Christianity. Making ourselves available to God and visible to others. Matthew 15, beginning with verse 29. Look at this. And Jesus departed from thence, and came nigh unto the Sea of Galilee, and, and he went up into a mountain, and he sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them, you know, those that were lame, the blind, the dumb, the maimed, and many others, and they cast him down at Jesus' feet. Now, if you can kind of get the picture of Jesus sitting on a hillside here, and here comes a great multitude of people, and they just begin throwing people down at Jesus' feet. Blind people, dumb people, maimed people, you you know, all types of people. They cast them at his feet, and what did Jesus do? He healed them. Every one of them, Jesus healed. Now, look at verse 31. In so much. In other words, by Jesus making himself available to God and he made himself visible to those people, verse 31, In so much of this that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to behold, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. You know what it means? They were in awe. They were in awe. At Jesus knoweth God because of what God done through a person who made themselves available to him and visible to others. And then look at that last part. And they glorified the God of Israel. Now, 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 do you see that? As a result of the obedience of Jesus to the Father, as a result of Jesus making himself available to the Father and visible to others, The people glorified the God of Israel. Let me just close here with three things that happened in this passage of Scripture as Jesus allowed his light to shine forth in a visible way. First of all, the crowd beheld the working of the great power of God through Jesus. Jesus let them know this this is of God. This is of God. And because of that, You know, they were able to witness the power of God because Jesus was willing to make himself visible. The second thing we see there is this. The crowd had a natural and uncontrollable sense of awe and wonder in their souls about what have we just witnessed here? What in the world have we just witnessed? You see, and when the mighty works of God are seen through the willingness of his children to make themselves available for his service, the people will be struck with awe and wonder. And the final thing we see in that passage is this. The crowd expressed awe and wonder by, now don't miss this, by verbally honor, credit, and praise where it was all due, namely God. Now, do you see what happened as a result of Jesus letting his light shine forth? By Jesus making himself available to God and then visible to others, it caused the people to glorify God, which was in heaven. Look, the result of obedience, the people worshiped and glorified directly toward God. Look, what the Bible means when it commands us to give glory to God is that we should give him honor in all things for it is due him in all things. John 17, 1 says, these words Jesus spake and he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son may glorify thee. In short, For us to glorify God means to bring Christ's natural glory or radiance to light. Bring that radiance of Christ. Bring that glory of Christ that is within us through his Holy Spirit. Bring it to light, to manifest it or to reflect it in order that God receives glory. Fairview Baptist Church if we are going to be what God wants us to be in this community, if we're going to be what God wants us to be in this county, if we're going to be what God wants us to be in this state, in this nation, and in this world, we can't blend in with it. We can't blend in with it. We are commanded to let that light that was that's within us, what is that light that's within us? The Holy Spirit of God, Jesus Christ is the light, and our responsibility is to reflect that light on all that's before us, so we can light the path to salvation for a lost and dying world. So what we have to do is ask ourselves: Is that the type of life I'm living? Or am I a chameleon? If I'm on something brown, I turn brown. If I'm on something green, I turn green. I'm around my Christian brothers in church, I put on that mask of Christianity, and boy, I'm the best one there. But if I'm around my friends, away from the church, I don't want to stand out. I mean, come on. I want to kind of blend in and not cause trouble. Folks, I I want to suggest to you this morning, our nation's in the shape it's in because the church of Jesus Christ has not wanted to stand out and not wanted to cause trouble. But I think it's time that we let our light shine and we shine it on the evil that's about us so that God can receive the glory. Let's pray.